Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. If one of your goals for 2020 is to rock your email marketing, then girl, I've got just the thing. Email marketing used to be a pain point for me because I have tried every platform out there. Now I use Flowdesk, a new platform that is changing the email marketing game. I could tell you a thousand reasons why I'm obsessed with Flowdesk, but you'll have to see for yourself. You will fall in love with the beautiful templates, easy to use interface, and having unlimited everything. That's right. If you get on board right now, you get unlimited subscribers, emails, workflows, and forms for life. And the best part, if you enter code Haley, you get all of this for only $19 a month. Again, for life. Seriously, just enter code H-A-Y-L-E-Y and you'll lock in a $19 a month subscription for an unlimited amount of everything Flowdesk has to offer for life. That's an unbeatable deal for your business and your peace of mind. 2020 is the year to change your email marketing. So head to Flowdesk, enter code Haley, and make it your best year in business yet. Welcome back, ladies. Today's episode is going to be all about reclaiming your time. I am so excited about this episode because I know we are all running around trying to figure out how to get more time to work in our business, take care of ourselves, hang out with our families, and do all of the things that we want to do. And sometimes it's really hard. So today we are going to be talking all about efficiency, productivity hacks, and even how you can implement a three-day work week into your business. And our expert who has definitely done that before is Denise Gosnell, and she is a business strategist, productivity hacker, attorney, author, and real estate investor. So talk about being multi-passionate and having to have it together. She has three different companies, and through her company, The Vacation Effect, Denise helps busy entrepreneurs learn how to use some unconventional scheduling and growth strategies to grow their business faster while also having lots of free time in their life without having to pick one over the other. And I think that is so important that we are able to balance our time in our business and get things done but still have all of that extra time for the things that we want to do outside of our business. So I am so excited to share Denise's tips and advice with you guys. And I hope that you'll implement some of these strategies into your own business today so that you can start the process of reclaiming your time. Hi, Denise. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, Haley. Yes, we are excited to have you. 
So why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself and who you are and your whole line of work and how you got into it? Yeah. So, um, I grew up in the family of entrepreneurs. Um, my dad and mom were scrap dealers. And so I always have kind of had this, um, observation of what it was like to be an entrepreneur. Um, but it's interesting. We were, uh, I was teased as a kid for being poor. So, um, you know, cause until my dad's business took off when I was in high school, you know, from when I was born until I was in high school, we were very poor. And so I got sick of being teased. So I, as I'm sure most people do. So I always uh, vowed that Haley, that I was going to be rich no matter what. Like I, I just like that ever since I was like 10 years old, it's like, what do you want to be? I want to be rich. I didn't say that to people, but that's what I would say in my head, you know? So long story short, that led me through a career path of becoming a computer engineer where I made, you know, I love being a computer engineer for Microsoft and EDS, now HP for the first 10 years of my career. Um, I made great money. I loved what I was doing, but I reached this income cap. It's like I made $140,000 a year, which is great. Like everybody, that's like a, a salary a lot of people dream to have, but I wanted to be a millionaire. So it's like, that wasn't going to get me there. So I went into law school and, um, became a patent lawyer. Um, and that's what I used to do. And it's like realizing that, that, um, I was doing work that I hated, but I was making a ton of money and I'd become a millionaire. So it's like this interesting journey of now I have three companies that I run. Um, I have a law firm where I don't do patent law anymore. I do other kinds of law. I have a real estate company with my husband where we own and manage a lot of real estate in Indiana. And then I have a coaching and training company for entrepreneurs called the vacation effect, which is the main company we're talking about here today. So like go, go, going from where I started to where I am today, I now run those three companies, uh, working three days a week in the trenches of those companies. And I used to be a workaholic from the journey I was telling you about. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Three companies and you only work three days a week. That's, that's amazing. Like that's a level that we all want to get to. <laughs> Yeah. Well, of course I stagger it based upon like how that's an average, like this month I took a two week vacation, two different one week trips, um, the Costa Rica and Mexico. So I'm working, you know, five days, the two weeks that I'm at the office, but I give myself eight business days every single month that are just to make me happy, just whatever lights me up. And that was life changing. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. That's, that's such a good, like just way to schedule your life, like a good use of your time. Yeah. It wasn't always easy. Like I had to figure out how to make it work and not lose a ton of money, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> like, cause I, in the beginning when I would take time off, I would lose money because revenue would suffer. And, and then when I would, um, you know, work too much, my family would suffer. So I had to figure out how to do both and one, you know, not have to compromise one or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's something all of our listeners can relate to that, you know, fear of, well, if I step away from the business, it's, it's going to suffer. I'm going to lose money and, and I need that income. And that's how you create workaholics. And that's how you end up with burnout. And I 100% know that I've been there for sure and still struggle with that a lot of the time. But uh, I love that you were so intentional about, you know, making sure that your schedule fits the life that you want to live and that you're, you know, setting those certain days that you're only working on things that just really light you up and fulfill that that passion that you have and that you're able to take breaks and take vacations and do all of these things that you want to do and actually live your life and not feel like you're working for your business instead of working in your business. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, it's a big shift. Like there's a lot that has to be done to pull that off. Yeah. 
I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about, I know you mentioned, um, your company, the vacation effect. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about that and like the work that you do and what led you to start using this three day work week and, and your tips for how our listeners can also kind of implement this idea. Yeah. So, um, so the, my company, the vacation effect, uh, that's where I'm, um, focused on helping busy entrepreneurs, um, you know, basically learn how to have both have, how to have freedom and business growth without sacrificing one or the other, like we were just talking about. And it starts from, learning to look at things from a value perspective, a results perspective, not from a grind perspective. And let me explain what I mean by that. So, you know, we were talking about how we're so used to the hustle and being busy all the time. And in fact, our North American business culture has even brainwashed us, dare I say, you know, it's like I'm challenging the status quo, right? But our, our, our culture has brainwashed us in the thinking that you have to grind, grind, grind all the time, or you're lazy or you're not successful or you're going to, you're not going to succeed in business. And we've become conditioned that way. We feel guilty if we're not working all the time. And I was like that. I was a workaholic for over 20 years working 80 hours a week. And it's, it doesn't have to be that way is what I have learned. And so what it requires is a shift to looking at results, the, you know, what getting things done instead of how long you spent on it. Because Haley, if, if you can get as much done and three days as you used to in six, is there really anything to feel guilty about? That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But you know, but, the, but there's that little voice in our head that is like, get back to work, Denise. You're too, you're being lazy. There's like the little devil on your shoulder, you know, get back to work. You're lazy. You're, you're not going <laughs> to succeed. And there's a little angel. You deserve a day off, Denise. It's okay. Take time. You know, So it's like, we got this little battle going on and I had to learn to turn down the volume on that voice that kept saying, get back to work, you lazy idiot. It's like, you know, if I can get results, it doesn't matter how long it took me. So, you know, that is one of the pivots that I had to make in focusing on results. And one of the ways that I do that is by simply limiting the amount of time I'm willing to work. So now I was talking about how I have this average of three days a week that I work in the companies when I'm not traveling. Sometimes I shifted around for trips or whatever, but I'm giving myself eight business days a month to do whatever makes me happy. That's not in the trenches of the company. The act of me doing that made it where I had to become more efficient at what I was doing. It's like, um, you know how, when you get ready to go on vacation and you get like a month's worth of work done in the two days before you leave, have you ever had that experience before? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, it's like, man, I wish I could get that much done all the time. Well, what is it we're doing there when that happens? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're focusing on the critical few things that really matter and we're getting them done and we're like just grinding through it and getting it done efficiently, figuring out what to cut because it was a waste. What if we entered that mode all the time? What if we scheduled our life to where we only gave ourselves instead of 50 hours a week to complete, you know, our work? What if we only gave ourselves 30, for example? Like that would force us to focus on the critical few activities that really matter and filter out the stuff that's really just being busy with no results. And that's what I had to learn to do. And there's other things you can put into place in order to make that sustainable long-term. Yeah, absolutely. So out of curiosity, do you ever have those weeks or those days where you still feel like you don't have enough time? Does it ever happen where you kind of feel like, oh, well, you know, I've done my three days for this week, but I, I don't feel quite as efficient as normal. And I'm still feeling like it doesn't get done. And when that happened, or if that happens, do you ultimately end up like adding days back or are you just saving that work for next week? 
I usually just save that work for next week, um, unless it's something that just absolutely can't. And like, so for example, this month is a good example where I took off those two different weeks, two separate weeks where I went to um, Costa Rica and to Mexico on, you know, vacation trips with, you know, with CEO mastermind groups that I'm a member of, like it, it was all play. It wasn't work. So even though I was with business colleagues, we were having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so I consider that a vacation much like with my family. Cause they are, they are my family, you know, like they're an extended family, my friends. Um, so anyway, Anyway, so like now I'm working um, because I had this two weeks vacation. I already got my eight business days. So now these two other two weeks in January, I'm working five days a week and there's a lot to do because I also had taken off two weeks for Christmas, but I'm still not, I'm not, I'm not working until like one in the morning, like the old version of me would have. I do my work day and like, I might be working until 7 PM instead of five, like I normally would, but because it's, you know, I need to get caught up. I might be working to seven. And then when seven rolls around, I'm like, you know what? It'll wait till tomorrow. Or I mean, my next, you know, my next work day, which happens to be tomorrow because of my schedule this week. Um, but yeah, like I just had to, this is an important point. I just had to be okay with the fact that um, I put myself first and my own needs and my family's needs first. And I wrap my business around it, but I've got a space for everything. I've got a space for where the work is going to get done. And I've got a space for my own self-care. And so uh, there's really a lot of the guilt we put on ourselves is, is fake. You know, like people don't, clients don't care as much as we think they do. And other vendors don't care as much as we think they do of whether it's done tomorrow or Friday. Or, you know, as long as we're on the same page and communicating, and we're not missing some critical deadline. Like we put a lot of false deadlines and expectations on ourselves. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and very true. We really mm -hmm. do. And I love that you've just, that you've implemented this so easily be, and that you're hyper-focused about why you did it. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, you didn't come on here and say like, oh, well, you know, I do this and I do that. And here's these like thousand reasons why you can do it too. It was this really simple, like I implemented it because I wanted to. And because it's really easy to do when you just get focused on the work that you need to get done. And if you give yourself X amount of hours, then you'll get it done in X amount of hours. And it eliminates all the other hours that you were sort of just twiddling your thumbs, scrolling through Instagram, doing whatever, not actually getting work done. And I feel like it's kind of the, the wake up call that like a lot of people need to hear. Like odds are the work that you're getting done in five days, if you only gave yourself three or you only gave yourself four, you could still probably get it done. So I, I love that you've like implemented this idea. So not necessarily so easily, because I'm sure you had a lot of work to get there, but that now you, you kind of look at it like, well, this is what I had to do and this is what I did. And now I'm super happy with the decision. Yeah, absolutely. And you just touched on something really important that I wanted to call out um, and emphasize. And that is that this um, one of the events I just got back from um, in Mexico, they were talking about how the average um, employee that you have that let's say you paid them $70,000 as a highly skilled employee to work for you, that they the average employee like that only gets done an average of 15 hours a week of their 40 hour work week of real work product, like really solid work product. So my wow. question is like, like, doesn't that apply to us as entrepreneurs too? Like if the average highly skilled employee is really only getting 15, and I don't know where that data came from, but that was an example they were using in one of the presentations about how effective are we really being? And that's really what I figured out for myself was like, 
I want to have a schedule I've always dreamed of. I want to be able to you know, run my companies three days a week and delegate and have the freedom I've always wanted. That's why I became an entrepreneur. And, and I realized that I really was spinning my wheels you know, half the time. And so you know, what you just said is really important, that if our team members are really spinning their wheels and only productive half the time or less, what about us? When we really look at it, that's the case. We're not really being effective. So I encourage everyone to focus on being effective versus busy. If you can get as much done in half the time, why the heck not? And, but as you said, there's more to the puzzle of what I had to put into place in order to make it sustainable. Yeah, of course. But oh, I love that being effective, not busy. I, I really like that a lot. Yeah. And I remember uh, I had a friend that a few years back worked for Google and she actually talked about how her whole like department that she worked in, I don't remember all of the details, but her whole department that she worked in, they were required. They worked a five day work week. It was a regular, like nine to five Monday to Friday, but on Fridays they were still required to come into the office, but they were supposed to spend all day working on something that was not actually related to their work in the company. And what they meant by that was like, if you had a hobby that you really wanted to learn about or pick up on, or you were learning a new language, or you had like a side hustle that you could work on that business all day. But Google was paying them to do this. And they ended up finding out that their employees were ridiculously more productive on Monday through Thursday than they were when they were actually working on the work for Google Monday through Friday. And I think it's that like incentive that they were getting this time on Friday to work on their own things and that they were working for a company that, that cared that much and that valued, you know, those other passions that they had. And so I like what you said about if, you know, if a, a, a really talented employee in a company is only working, you know, like 15 hours a week, then why are we not looking at that as entrepreneurs and saying, okay, you know, how effective are we really being and how efficient are we really being? And, you know, giving yourself that kind of reward where you know that you've got these extra days off or you know that you're able to pick up and take vacations easily because you're only working three to four days a week or, you know, whatever. And knowing that you're that efficient, I, I think that can be a game changer, you know, for your business because not that you necessarily need a reward for everything that you do by any means, but when you know that you have that coming and when you know you, that you have that flexibility, I think it just inherently makes you more productive and more efficient and also makes you just happier to work in your business. Like you're way less likely to not only get burnt out, but to start really feeling that resentment toward your business for having to work so much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that was really critical for me because here I went from being, you know, somebody who worked 80 hours a week and hadn't taken a real free day forever to uh, even vacations. I had my computer out, which is ridiculous, but that's what I did because I couldn't disconnect to somebody who now can take two different one week vacations in the middle of January after I already took two weeks off for Christmas. Like, like I had a built into my schedule. Like I literally have eight days, eight business days a month set aside to do whatever makes me happy. And if I want to shuffle those so that I take a week vacation here and a week vacation there, I can. And sometimes I do that like I did in this month or other times I'm just taking my Tuesdays and Thursdays, like I'm doing in February, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays for the whole month. And I can't wait. I'm excited for that. So, but it's, it's, it's great to have that space, but it's important to underscore what's actually happening there. And we touched on it a, a moment ago briefly, but it's, 
it's the whole notion of Parkinson's law, this notion that the time that it takes you to complete a fraud project will fill to the expand to the amount of time you've allocated for it. So like you were saying, like if you give yourself a month to get the project done, it's going to take a month. But if you give yourself, you know, two days to get it done, you magically figure out how to get it t done in two days. And I think the Google experiment that your friend went through is a perfect example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's so true. And, and I know that personally, just from using time blocking in my days, like I, you know, I still usually work in my business Monday through Friday, but I'm so specific about what I'm working on when. So I time block all of my days where, you know, from 11 to 12, I know that I am working on this task and at 12 o'clock I'm moving on to something else, whether it's done or not. And so it just like increases that, that kind of adrenaline that you have while you're working on something. And it makes you so much more hyper-focused on the thing that you're working on. You're way less likely to take a phone call or answer those unopened emails or scroll through Instagram or do whatever when you know that there's a time limit on the thing that you're doing. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because if you don't mind, I'd like to share one of my favorite time hacks that I use involving yes. what you're talking about there. Absolutely. And using a timer. So I have just one of those digital timers that I set on my desk. And so like, let's say I think the project is going to take me 30 minutes. I'll set a 15 minute timer and the 15 minute timer, when it goes off, I may not have, most of the time I don't have the project done yet, but here's what's interesting, Haley. Most of the time, I only need to set it like a five minute timer after that. So I may get the 20 minute or the 30 minute project done in just 20 minutes. So here's what's going on there. And I, and it just like one of the things that I've done that's compounded my productivity is, you know, like you're, it's like, you're using this, um, pressure on And it's not like hard pressure. Like, it's not like I couldn't stop the timer if I wanted to. Right. But there's something subconscious going on there when there's a timer ticking next to your desk. Like I, I glanced down at it from time to time, you know, and I was like, I set the timer for half the time I think it's going to take to do the project. But yet magically, I usually get it done with just have to add a small increment onto that, you know, like I said, 15, uh, the 15 minute timer goes off on a 30 minute project and I only have to add five minutes to it. What have I just done? I've gone from a 30 minute project to a 20 minute project by just using the, the psychology of whatever it is that timer is doing. Isn't that interesting? So I'm doing, I'm getting on my calculator here to see what that is. 20 divided by 30. What, how much of an improvement is that? Like a 33% improvement or something? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So like, that's one of my favorite time hacks that I use every single day when I'm working through my task list um, to help me, you know, create time out of thin air by just literally using that, the psychology of the timer. I love that. Yeah. That's such a great tip too. I, I'll have to try that out and start implementing that. Cause like I said, I do time blocking where I've got my day blocked out, but that's, it's interesting that what you're already estimating as being like a 30 minute project, you could probably get done in 20 minutes. So now I feel like I need to implement the timer in addition to my time blocking to see if I can like even shorten those time gaps that I'm in. because odds are if you've set 30 minutes for a project, it's probably something that you actually thought you know, originally it would take you like an hour. Like if you didn't set a time limit for it, then it's probably something that it, you know, you'd fiddle, fiddle around and do, you know, whatever else in addition to doing the project. So it takes you an hour or even two. So you probably already think that you're doing pretty well by giving yourself a time limit of 30 minutes to get it done. But then even setting that timer and taking it a step further and knocking it out in, you know, 20 or 15 or, or whatever, and just saving that little bit of time those extra five minutes in the day, I mean, 
think about it. If you work on five different projects, you've got almost half an hour of like extra time in your day that you can put towards something else. And when you do that every single day for an entire month, just imagine like how much more you could be getting done. Exactly. So that's just one example of a lot of different things I did that incrementally added up to three days a week that I freed up. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good tip, such good advice. Thanks. So what does it look like for you on the days that you're working? Do you, I know you said you use the timer and that's, that's so awesome, but do you have sort of a primary focus? Because I know you're running three different businesses and I'm a serial entrepreneur myself. So I understand all the, the wonderful things and the struggles that come along with running multiple businesses, but how do you decide what it is that you're going to focus on? Because I know a lot of the efficiency problems and the productivity problems that entrepreneurs have is when they are kind of dipping their toes in a couple different things and they've got multiple passions that they're following. And so it becomes this idea of, okay, well, I have this to-do list full of deadlines and they end up sort of dabbling with each deadline instead of really getting hyper-focused on one. So what do you do? What's your advice for deciding where to put your focus first? Yeah, that's a great question. And so each morning I have a routine that I follow. Um, and most people probably have a similar process where they start off like I do, um, with a brain dump of, okay, what are the things that I need to get done today that are really important? But then here's where, what I do, um, this is what I started doing differently. That really was a game changer for me. It's a two part process. The first thing after I do my brain dump of the different activities, and I'll do a brain dump across all three of my companies, like, um, you know, I'm just doing the brain dump of, okay, what do I need to do in this company, this company, this company, and personally. So it's like the, it's a jumbled list though, because it, to me, it's all stuff that needs to get done by me, right. Or that I need to delegate. So I, I kind of will just think through it for those three, you know, my three companies and myself personally. But then what I do that's game changing, um, the, the two parts, one is I'll take a look at the list and I'll say, you know, if I, um, only were to do two or three things today, what are the things that are going to take the least amount of time, but that are going to have the biggest impact? It's like the Pareto principle analysis, you know, the 80, 20 rule, the 20% that's going to produce the 80% of the results. Yep. So that's what I'm looking for when I look at my list. And it's the same thing we're doing when we're about to go on vacation. We're looking, we're like, oh crap, I'm leaving tomorrow. What do I, what do I have to get done? I can't wait till I get back. And I don't want to have to be working on it when I'm gone. It's the same thing that you're doing there. It's like, so what I'm doing is when I'm doing my priority list, I'm looking for, you know, if I were going on vacation tomorrow, what would have to get done? Or like if I were, or if I were, you know, if I were only going to work today, this week, what's the biggest result in the company that if I did this, it would take the least amount of time and it would have the biggest impact. Um, does that make sense? Like I'm looking for the yeah. levers. Yeah, no, it definitely so, does. Yeah. So that's part one to what I do with my little list of 10 to 15 tasks. Cause I find the two or three levers that are going to make the biggest impact for the least amount of effort. And then the next thing that I do is I look over that list of the other two to 15 things or whatever it might, might be. And I look for how can I hack the hack? And what I mean by that is how can I apply a technique like the timer we were just talking about where I'm, you know, trying to shave off getting it done faster. It's like, how can I apply a time hack to get this, each one of the remaining tasks done faster? And so I have this little worksheet that I go through with my, my client, my private clients, where I, I actually send them a pad of the forms and stuff. Um, but in like one of those daily planner pads, 
but it actually lets you assign a time hack to each one of those activities. And it's like, which of these can I use a timer on? Which of these can I, you know, do in batch together because it's all the same kind of thing? You know, which of these um, should I do? Um, I'm trying to think of what some of my other um, time hacks are like, um, you, you know, to music. Um, sometimes I'll use a diffuser with um, certain scents if I'm trying to like write, you know, like I've got different hacks that I use depending upon the circumstances. And sometimes I'll use them in combination with each other. I might have the timer going while I have the diffuser running, you know, and blowing a scent into the room because I'm you know, trying to do a certain thing. But um, so really what I, once I've assigned that the time hack, I then can prioritize those two through 15 based upon the hacks that I assigned, like what order makes sense to do this in given the hack that I've assigned it to it. And the reason why that matters is because let's say you've batched a bunch of things together because of the same type of activity. Well, it makes sense to do those as like two, three, and four, not two, seven, and 12, right? Because that's the whole point of batching. So literally what at the end of my process, the two steps there, I've, I've identified the greatest lever with the, the two to three greatest levers under the Pareto analysis. And then I've prioritized how I can, or I've hacked the hack, identified how I can hack the hack and prioritize those. So now I've got this list of one to 15. That's the first three are my biggest levers where even if I did nothing else, even if I don't even do two through 15, I'm already 80% of the way there in the results. And now guess what? I'm doing the two through 15 even faster. I'm hacking the hack. I hope that makes sense. I love that. Yeah. It, it, process. it definitely does. And I, I love that. And what I think is interesting about this entire conversation is, you know, we grow up like in school and, and you go off to high school and you go off to college maybe. And most of the time we're sitting in classes where we're required to learn X amount of information and get X amount of work done. And maybe you're taking a test where you have X amount of time for that. And that's it. That's all you get. Like at the end of the semester, you've got to take the test and you're either moving on or you're not. So we grow up learning how to get our work done in this certain amount of time and set those time limits for ourselves. And then it's like we go off into business or into our careers and totally forget that whole element of the learning process. Because it's right. like all of a sudden we have our phones and we have our emails and we have social media and we have, you know, the ability to get up and walk to the water fountain and, you know, whatever. And we do all of these little things that are just time sucks throughout our day. And we totally miss the point of why we ever learned that skill to begin with, which is, you know, to make you more efficient, make you more productive and teach you those time management skills. And so it's amazing to me that as adults, we, we totally forget all elements of time management and we end up having to relearn them again and like teach ourselves how to do that and train, you know, our mind and our bodies to sit there and, and just focus on the work for X amount of time. So I think that's so interesting, but I'm glad that you mentioned batching content as well and like batching your tasks, because especially for entrepreneurs, most of the time there's something in your business that can be batched with something else. There's something in your business that you can, you know, intermingle the two and kind of get them done at the same time. And it's like you said, why would you do them as task four and task seven? You need to do them as like two, three, and four, because it makes so much more sense to do them together. And I feel like a lot of business owners are, are, are giving away some of those time sucks literally to just things that they could batch. And I think that's a really important part of being productive and being efficient. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that. 
Yeah, thank you. That's it's definitely um, a game changer. All these little tweaks incrementally make huge results over time, like what you were talking about mathematically. If you just pick up, you know, five minutes here and there over the course of a week, you've just freed up, you know, several hours for yourself. And same thing with that whole process of starting with looking at the levers first. And if you get your levers done by noon, guess what? Even if you don't do anything else the rest of the day, you already made 80% of the impact in your business for the day. That's why you look at the levers first, the 20% of the effort that's going to produce 80% of the results. Now, it's not always going to be 20, 80. That's just, you know, it's just a guideline of the concept is what are the, what, what do I, you know, what's the biggest lever for the least amount of results? It might be 40% for 60% of the results. It might be 10 for 90. I'm just using that as an example so that people can understand what to look for. Right. Uh, well, this is so good. This was such a good, like, conversation with so many little tips. And I know I'm excited to just go implement the timer. Like I, you know, already thought I had a pretty good, uh, handle on productivity and, and doing my time blocking, but I never even thought to like set a timer and try to do it in even smaller increments. So that's such a good tip and just so much good information here. I think our audience is going to absolutely love Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And there's a couple of, um, you know, of course there's more that you have to put into place to make all this sustainable, but it's all incremental. Like there's, you know, uh, for people that are just growing their businesses that are, you know, relatively new entrepreneurs, it's like learning to delegate better and more often and policies and procedures and automation and, you know, looking at your revenue and expense optimization. Like there's different parts I have, I call them the, my nine growth and happiness multipliers, but those are some examples of some of the other multipliers. It's like, you know, when you put those all into place, you can work less and grow even faster by working less, but, but you've got to have those other things in place too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, so good. Thank you. Well, since it's the end of the episode, let's dive into a quick little lightning round that I usually do at the end of the show. Okay. First and foremost, what does your morning routine look like? So my morning routine, um, I first get up and have, uh, after I say, you know, gratitude for the day that I'm grateful to be alive and I'm grateful for what I have. I have breakfast. I have um, some supplements that a holistic doctor created for me that I take every morning and uh, with my breakfast. And then I have a routine with um, a short meditation, um, movement, like some type of exercise. And then I do that process that I was just telling you about, about planning out my day. And then I um, jump into actually working on the tasks in the order that, that it will work. And if it's a freedom day where I'm not working in the trenches of my company that day, I do everything but that brain dump of tasks. And I just say, what do I want to do today that'll make me happy? I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. You already have like such a productive morning before your day even really starts. That's so great. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. And it should be. I, I, honestly believe like business especially should be fun. But I mean, if you, if you don't love what you're doing, change it, you know? Exactly. I mean, I believe your purpose in life that God wants for all of us is that you be happy and you're, how are you, how can you you're, fulfill that life purpose of being happy? It's do the things that you enjoy most of the time. Yes. That's what it is. Like that's all it's like, that's, it's, it's, I know it doesn't, it sounds too simple for people, but that's what I believe it really is. And I have a whole framework around that and yeah. how that translates and all that and a power word you could put to it and all that. But but anyway, that's what I believe your joy, your, your purpose is to be happy. Yeah, I totally agree. I love that. Yeah. All right. What is the last book that you read? Um, the last book that I read was the 5am club by Robin Sharma. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I yeah. love that one. 
Oh, and, I, and full disclosure, I listen to it on audio. I'm not much. Yeah. Of a I listen. I listen on. I'm an Audible subscriber. I get like two credits a month or three credits a month. So. It counts. It counts. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah. All right. What is one thing that you recommend to everyone? So this can be like a service that you love to use or a product that you're obsessed with, whatever you want. That's something that you recommend everybody has to have. Hmm. Everybody has to have. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> if you're in business, if you're in business, I'd say a timer, but we were talking yeah, about that go. earlier, a digital timer, but I, I don't know if that counts. Cause not like a child doesn't necessarily need that. Or, oh no, I think it counts. Yeah. I think it okay. definitely counts. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, like I said, I'm already going to go implement that for sure. I love that. And it's better that it not be your phone. Like it's like a digital standalone timer because your yeah. phone, you're too distracted with seeing messages come across or whatever. Yeah. That's a good point. Oh, that's a very good point. Didn't think about that. Yeah. All right. Last question. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? So does it have to be from someone living? No. Cause like I've the, the life-changing advice that i made me implement my new schedule came from meditation um, where it was either from God or my higher self or wherever it came from in the ether. Yeah. Um, what was whispered to me in meditation in my head was uh, when I asked, how can I have this schedule I've always wanted was all you have to do is make today what you want tomorrow to be. So make today what you want tomorrow to be. Oh, I love that. So that's like, I live my life that way. If I'm trying to make a decision, it's like, well, how can I make, will, does this let me make today what I want tomorrow to be? Ah, oh, that's really good. Oh, I like that a lot. I get chills. Yeah. So good. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Mm. Thank you. Such a good piece to close on. I love it. Thanks. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. So what's your website, social media, anywhere that you want them to follow along? Yeah. So they can check me out uh, and the information uh, that I've been talking about on the vacation effect at vacationeffect.com. That's vacation effect with an E, E-F-F-E-C-T.com. And um, there's a lot of free resources there. Um, I have a growth hacking cheat sheet, my book summary that will be there by the time they look at this, the um, podcast that I do on the vacation effect. And then um, my private website, my personal website's denisegosnell.com. And I assume you'll include those in the show notes as well. We definitely will. So everybody listening, head over to the show notes and check out all of those links and find your way to connect with Denise. Yes. And all my social media links are on the bottom of um, vacation effect and denisegosnell.com on both of those pages. It has all my Facebook and LinkedIn links. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Denise, thank you so much for joining me today and just sharing a little bit of your time and um, all of these amazing time hacks that I'm so excited to go implement for myself and, um, you know, just sharing your wisdom and what has worked for you. And hopefully our, our listeners got a lot out of it. I know I did, and I'm just really excited to get to share this with them. Thank you so much for having me, Haley. It's been a lot of fun. Well, ladies, that's it for this time. But don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast. Then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week 
with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.